Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us today for our second episode of What Catholic School Didn't Teach You podcast. Wow. I know. And for those of you who are just joining us now, need a little refresher. Um, I'm Jillian. And I'm Katie. Yes. And we are your hosts for this podcast. First thing we wanted to say is, wow, I I don't even really have the words to articulate just how much it means to us that we got the response that we did Mm. from our first episode we've had what would you say 90 80 93 listens 93 listens since a week and a half ago and just the the responses from people I haven't heard from in such a long time that I I really only thought that my mom mom would be listening (laughs) to this so to get feedback from people like so, so kind, such kind feedback has been, has meant the world to us. And I just, I just want to thank you all so much for taking this, this journey with us. Yes. Thank you to those who reached out and let us know that it resonated with you. I know it was just us talking about ourselves for <laughs> an hour, but we are so glad that our journeys resonate with people out there and that you can see yourself in us and feel comfortable hanging out with us for a little bit for an hour out of your week. And thank you. I don't know if anybody was biting their nails and upset that there wasn't an episode last week. I kind of doubt it, but (laughs) thank you if you were for being patient. (laughs) One of us had COVID and so was down for the count. So thank you for your support and those of you that reached out and offered prayers and vibes and all the good stuff. Thank you. So First, we'll do a little bit of a check-in, kind of how we're doing. I guess that's how we'll, we'll kind of start each episode, just like a little, so yeah, you continue not? to get to know us and all that. So Katie, how have you been other than feeling much better now, thankfully? Feeling much better now it was a tough week. It wasn't like the worst COVID. I mean, this is the third time I've had it now. So it, it was the not, charm. <laughs> it was not the charm, but it wasn't <laughs> the worst time. I had it like it, it wasn't it wasn't terrible like the fever was pretty low broke after a few days I was still able to do some work from home which was good and I slept a ton I drank a ton of water my skin's never looked better because I was just pounding water all day <laughs> but yeah and now I'm back on my feet and we had a good weekend and back to work went and ran mass and today I went to soccer practice and went into the office so yeah back to a little bit a little bit normal still a little tired and a little stuffy so I apologize if I sound weird or if I cough I am sorry but how was your week Jilly? It was good I got to run a retreat yesterday at Newman and it was called New Year Save Me so like the idea that you don't need to reinvent yourself to meet your goals for the new year or if you if you don't even need to set any goals if you don't want to but just how do you start this new year on a positive note and help yourself become the best version of yourself that you could be and it was really wonderful i needed a vocational win more than i thought i <laughs> i more than i thought i did Amen. i think i got more out of this time than the students did <laughs> But I'm definitely very grateful for that. Also, fun fact about me. I don't know if I even told you this, Katie, but Groundhog's Day is one of my favorite days of the year. And this year, really, your girls go into Gobbler's Knob. Oh, my God. We're going to Puxatawney, Pennsylvania (laughs) to see Puxatawney Phil in the flesh. And I am elated. 
How are we friends? <laughs> How are cannot... we friends? Wait. So why this... is this? Why I have I have a lot of questions. So I'm sorry. We're gonna have to change the topic airs. of the episode. <laughs> When this episode, yeah, oddly enough, because I'll tell you topics on friendship. But after, so when you hear this, when this goes live, I will be on my way to Puxatani to see Phil. Why and is I'm, your I'm going with like nine of my friends and we have matching hats and sweatshirts oh and we have uh, weather names, like the inner, like Phil's inner circle. So I'm sorry, name what is Tornado 2 Tech? <laughs> and I could not be more excited. So I will give a full rundown next week. So stay tuned. So yeah, so excited for Phil Week. <laughs> I, 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 I just I have I have so many questions. <laughs> I have so many thoughts. Can we get context as to why this is your favorite? You can't call it a holiday. Also, this is not a holiday. It is not truly. I mean, to you, I suppose it is a holy day, but. <laughs> This is not a holiday. (laughs) If I don't get my birthday off for President's Day, Groundhog's Day certainly isn't a holiday. So, but why is this your favorite day of observance? Well, you know what? This will be a perfect segue into our topic for the day because I've always loved Groundhog. Did you ever hear like the the Groundhog song when you were younger? Like Groundhog, Groundhog, come on out and play. (laughs) No. No, you don't know that song? So I grew up singing this song. It's a beautiful February day. The sun is shining. There's no such thing as a beautiful February day. Yes, there is. Anyway, anyway, I've just, I've loved Groundhog's Day. But then when I went to college, my friends, Amanda and Tina, were like very much loved Groundhog's Day. And it became a friendship ritual because, you know, you, it's, it's, I think we're starting at one in the morning on it's crazy. Like it's a whole thing. So we would, we, if we were in the same place, we would all wake up and watch the stream or we would FaceTime together or zoom together and watch the stream. And it became a friendship thing that I really (laughs) enjoyed. One time planned a whole girls weekend around it and made sure we were all together for this event. And now we all, yeah, now we just love Groundhog's Day. And my friend Claire, shout out to Claire. I look up Claire's creations on Instagram because once you see, I will post on our I will post our Instagram. Once you see the hats and the clothes that we will be wrapping as a group, I love going places squad deep. And there's gonna be nine of us in matching outfits. And I am so excited. You're gonna want your own Phil hat and I'll tell you where to get it because it's fantastic. Every single thing I learn about you makes me question not only my sanity, <laughs> the sanity of how how just how how are we friends i love you so much you're one of my best friends in the world <laughs> too i just bring the joy I bring the joy to oh your my life gosh i can't believe you don't know the groundhog song i think you dreamt <sighs> the groundhog song no, I don't... i'm gonna need joan to to uh that's like and subscribe on our instagram and tell us what's going <laughs> on <laughs> you to back me up on this <laughs> i don't believe you that that's a real thing <laughs> Well, I'm so happy for you, Jill. And Thank I'm you. So happy you get to celebrate your favorite day with a lot of your favorite people. And on that note, today's <laughs> topic is friendship, more specifically, female friendship, because we are women and we can speak from that experience. And also, that is something that is often 
taken for granted or overlooked in our society at large, but certainly within the Catholic world as well. Friendship in general, but female friendship too. Yes, for sure. So if we're talking about, I when I was reflecting on this topic, a lot of things came to mind. I think the first thing was this loneliness because with friendship there there comes loneliness if for the lack of but then also just thinking about one what friendship means to me or what how I would define it I think has really changed throughout my life I think that when I was younger if I was alone like physically alone I thought that I was failing as a person I I didn't find joy in being alone, especially when I got like around high school and you, and that's kind of when social, I wouldn't say social media, like we know it now, but we had, I had the cell phone finally. And yeah, iPhones came out when we were in high school. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when you would see other people have plans and I would be home by myself, that just put me in a very dark place. And I really didn't understand or see the importance of being alone and what friendship meant. Friendship isn't just having literally a person in your in your physical presence all the time. And, you know, I, I was always craving to find that kind of friendship where I was their best friend and they were my best friend and we would do everything together. And thinking about it now, it's more of like a, a very codependent thing. But if you're someone who thought that being alone equated that you were less than, in my brain, having that one person would would make all of that go away. And I, I searched and searched and searched for that and eventually found it. I have that in my husband, but I think now I'm able to understand friendship as someone that really sees and loves me at my core. And that is such a gift and mm-hmm. really not something that many people experience, unfortunately. And I see most deeply the ways that God shows up for me through the people that God has put in my life. So I think that's just been something that I've been thinking a lot about over the past couple couple months, really, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I I think I have a very similar understanding, especially that idea of how can God communicate with you through the people God puts in your life. And that could be in a variety of different ways. But I know I I would not be the person I am today, I would not have the relationship with my faith I have today or the relationship I have with the world or the way I view others if it weren't for my friends, specifically you, Jill, and my friends we made at BC, my friends from college. I view friendship as a guidepost as a source of strength and as your chosen family. I have been blessed with a lot of wonderful friendships throughout my life and a beautiful community. My parents moved to Ohio before I was born, leaving behind everybody that they knew and bringing their young children to this place that they knew no one and struck out on their own and kind of showed me and my brothers the beauty of your chosen family and surrounding yourself with people who might not be the exact same as you, but who challenge you and who are moral guideposts for you and who help you find 
your strength in moments of distress and darkness and will surround you with love and pour that back into you. I mean, similar to you, Jill, making friends was not always easy. It's not easy still because making friends is tricky and a weird, vulnerable thing to do. When I was a kid, I was super shy, painfully shy. <laughs> like even as a teenager, even into college, it took me a long time. I'm still like that on occasion. Like if I meet somebody that like if I run into somebody from my past, it's like I kind of revert back to that as like a defense mechanism. But I was so shy that it was hard to make friends sometimes. And I had my two, three best friends within that friend group that my parents had built in our community. And so I didn't really feel the need to branch out and meet new people because I had them and it worked out. They were the maids of honor my wedding. So, hey. <laughs> and I've been thinking a lot about this in recent years because I've moved a lot. And each time I've moved, it's meant finding a new community. But each time I moved, I kind of had a built-in safety net, right? So moved to college, school, roommates, built-in safety net. Moved to Boston. If I didn't meet anybody at school, I at least had my family and my cousins who were about my age. That was fine. I moved home to Toledo. Again, I had my family there. I had my friends from my previous life there. And then I made friends through school. And man, working in a school is such a safety net of friendship. Like, you don't really understand like how important those people are going to become to you. Yeah. I moved to South Bend and Jake was already there and he had friends, which became my friends. So safety net. And then working in a school, I met some of my newest, closest friends, which was great. So lately I've been thinking about, we moved to Ithaca. We know nobody. I'm no longer working in a school. There is no safety net. And making friends as an adult is so... Mm weird and it's yeah. super lonely and it's super isolating and it's hard to find that right combination mm -hmm. of like we get along we have similar interests we have similar values we like to do the same things we're about the same age we are in the same like there's like a weird code that you all that like ha everything has to line up so it feels so right mm -hmm. and like it doesn't have to be that way Right. But just even going out and like finding somebody or some place where people in their 30s hang out without <laughs> kids but are married and like <laughs> it's so weird and it's so hard. And sorry, this is a long-winded way for me to say I've been meditating a lot on Ruth and Naomi recently. And we actually had Ruth 1, 16 through 17, read at our wedding, partly because we both love the idea of the important roles that chosen family play in your life. Your God will be my God. Your people shall be my people. But I've been thinking a lot about how hard that was for Ruth to do that. How scary that must have been for her to, her husband has, is gone. Her sister-in-law is heading back to her people. Her mother-in-law's like, I can't give you anything. And Ruth is like, I'm going to do this. You're my friend. You're my chosen family. Your God should be my God. Your people should be my people. And we're going to figure this out together. And how even when 
she didn't or couldn't or didn't know how to trust God, she could trust Naomi to get her there. You know, she trusted mm -hmm. Naomi and Naomi eventually helped her. You know, they moved together and they found a community and Ruth meets Boaz and they fall in love and the rest is history. And I've been meditating a lot on, okay, I'm struggling to trust God right now because I, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm super lonely. You know, I miss my friends. I miss my family. I don't have anybody, but all Ruth had was Naomi and all I have is Jake. And so meditating a lot on like, okay, I, I'm really struggling to trust God right now, but I do trust Jake. So we're going to do that. Right. <laughs> and pray that like Ruth, it's going to lead to community and all that that comes with it. Yeah. Sorry, that that's was a beautiful. No, long. that was long. No, that's okay. That was like that was a, such a beautiful comparison. I think like the the journeys that you're the journey that you're walking and what Ruth walked. Um, I think that's why having the saints as friends as companions to to help <laughs> you know give us uh, strength in these types of moments is really important. And yeah, it's it's hard to feel lonely especially once you've had you've made friends before and that's kind of where I I have hard time is that I'm like the the conductor of the no new friends train um I <laughs> after after our uh after grad school I halfway through mostly because I was so burdened with the grief I was feeling with the loss of my grandparents mm -hmm. that I physically could not give of myself to another human being because I could barely stay afloat on my own that I literally decided that the second year of grad school I was not making another friend that all <laughs> if you knew me if you knew me last year good for you if you didn't I'm sorry you're not gonna know me now we and really got in under the wire there yeah. <laughs> no no you were in for you were in for the beginning um but I know it's, I look back and like, I know I had to do that for myself, but I know I missed out on meeting a lot of great people and learning a lot about like from them mm -hmm. because of the, the boundaries that I, I, the hard and fast boundaries, but mostly because again, this idea of not only being alone, but being rejected, the, the fear of putting yourself out there. And especially when, if you're in this, a, a time of grief or in a time of pain, and you're afraid that if, if you show someone that pain and you show someone mm -hmm. how much you're struggling, that they're not going to want anything to do with you. They're going to be like, Whoa, let's go crazy. They're going to leave. <laughs> and I, but as much as I was afraid of loneliness, I even equally, if not more was afraid of rejection. So I shut myself off. And I think that's something too, that I have to press myself into being more open to, because sometimes God does reveal God's self to us through people. And if we're telling someone that we have no time for them, you know, we're, we're losing out on so much grace and so much wisdom that we could be receiving from other people if we allowed ourselves to be vulnerable and to be seen because there's really nothing I think nothing better in this world than to be fully seen by another person mm -hmm. and my my friends and rich and I mean my my mom was my first best friend and my nan was like where they were my first best friends and they modeled for me that 
you show up for your people and that you know this you don't play games like I could I I I find it hard for me I got a haircut last week and I hated it and I just sat there and wanted it just left and just by the way it looks now looks fantastic it looks beautiful you You are beautiful leave it alone Thank you. Thank you. So I have a hard time standing up for myself. But if like that happened to one of my friends or my family, like I could, I would be right in that woman's face, like fix this. This is crazy. I can't, but I have a hard time doing that for myself. But I, I find so much joy in being there for people and being someone that other people can rely on. And I think that's so beautiful when you find those people that are able to hold that and, and reciprocate it in a way that that resembles God's love. And I've, I've felt that so much over the last couple of years in the times where I, I struggled to trust God in, you know, why things were happening to me or how could, how could this have happened? And where are you? Or you're supposed to be protecting me. Who's protecting me. And it took me a while to realize, you know, maybe God didn't show up for me in the way that I wanted but you, you sent your people, you sent your army here to, to take care of me and to, to literally pick me up and walk me through the way that, you know, you guys did when, when my grandparents passed away, you know, you guys picked me up out of that hole and rich, when I got sick over the last like couple of years was such a pillar of strength for me. And so are all of my friends and family that, I, I I can't now I can't look back on all of it and not see God's hand in it. Mm. And it's sometimes it's hard when you're in it. It's harder to see it, which is why I think at times that you're able to take that step back and be like, okay, broaden what you want me to see. And like, where are you in this moment? And asking that question. Yeah. It reminds me of that story that, you know, you hear talked about where it's like a man is on his roof in the middle of a hurricane uh, and yes. the flood rise, rise up and mm-hmm. he's like, ah, oh, God will save me. And a guy in a speedboat comes by and he's like, no, I'm waiting for God. And a guy in a canoe comes by and he's like, ah, I'm waiting for God. And finally a helicopter comes by and he's like, ah, I'm waiting for God. And then he gets to heaven. And he's like, God, he never showed up. And he's like, what are you talking about? Like, right. <laughs> I tried my guy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I said all the things and you said, no, thank you that's yeah that's kind of that was what was playing in my head when you were describing what friendship has been for you and you know you've been both the man on the roof and the man in the helicopter Mm. or the woman in the helicopter whatever you would like that's why I don't know I just think it's it's so great that that we have friendship you know we are we are created as relational beings like we we Mm -hmm. crave being able to share life with others in whatever way that we can and more specifically getting you know into female friendships that has been like the cultivation of female friendships especially with all of the hardships specifically that women face and now that I'm married and hopefully will have a family of my own one day and then it was just Christmas just really thinking about Mary and Elizabeth and just the way, especially mm. Elizabeth, just in general, just how much infertility issues that are so prevalent in today's world. I look at Elizabeth and, and you see someone that wanted a baby so much and tried so hard for so 
long mm-hmm. and the fact that you know when it finally happened for her she was able to have such a beautiful moment with mary mm. that i just feel another woman could even if they mary didn't specifically go through that herself right but but having someone there that could empathize and and just sit with you in that moment in a way that no one else could i mm-hmm. i just love that image of the two of them together i've just been thinking a lot about that can i quote a tweet real quick about the vintage? please it's it's one of my <laughs> favorites it comes up it comes up every two well, it was two years old but i send it to my mom all the time every time i get a chance it's uh at caitlin she shice she's she says every discussion of quote biblical womanhood unquote should include the fact that in Luke 1, two pregnant women celebrate their new motherhood by passionately discussing the coming overthrow of every earthly empire. (laughs) (laughs) That's my favorite. It's my favorite because that's exactly (laughs) what they're doing. Yes. They get together and they're like, the the low shall be high and the last shall be first. (laughs) Yes. I, I agree. And I think, you know, that's, part of what makes this so powerful is because you know we can do something as women that men can't and there's both a stigma around it and a celebration of it Mm. you know don't talk about the fact that you can create life but also celebrate the fact that you can create life (laughs) right and if you create life too early or out of marriage that's bad and don't talk about how you get to the point where (laughs) you're creating new life (laughs) yeah but also be grateful that it's happening and Mm -hmm. that you can because some women can't some women can and you never know which is going to be which and i think of mary and elizabeth where a lot of people mary's coming to her cousin elizabeth and mary's 13 and she's not married and She's saying that God knocked her up and (laughs) she's coming to Elizabeth with kind of a crazy tale, A, Mm -hmm. and B, she's pregnant out of wedlock Mm -hmm. and where anybody else would have been like, get out of here, get off my front. You're crazy. You've lost your mind. You are sleeping around. Elizabeth immediately believes Mary and knows that Mary's telling the truth and celebrates this with her as this beautiful miracle, which it is just Mm -hmm. like Elizabeth and John are this beautiful miracle. And for very different reasons, they are beautiful miracles able to celebrate each other and come to each other and say, isn't this crazy? (laughs) Um, Let's throw the government over. (laughs) social justice for all Uh, (laughs) but they're able to relate to each other on something on a level that you like you Mm -hmm. were saying that other people really can't and you know i have i am i feel very blessed to have a fair amount of friends who are guys i feel blessed to have a fair Mm -hmm. amount of friends who are women and i don't think it's a surprise to anybody that those conversations look different Mm -hmm. because when i'm talking about whatever struggle I'm going through with my period, like (laughs) it's 
I I probably could talk to that mm-hmm. with my guy friends if I really wanted yeah. to. I don't I don't think they really want to, or even if they do genuinely want to have that level of understanding. Right. Or even just, I don't know, anything, like anything about being a woman. Yeah. It was so funny. Katie, at your wedding, well, at the rehearsal dinner, Rich and I went and our friend Abby was there. And this was the first time I had seen Abby in, in, in quite some time. And it's just so wonderful when you have the long distance friendships are, are, Although they're tough because you want to see that person all the time like you used to, but when you do see them, it's like no time has passed and you can just start going into conversation. Jump right in. And literally that's what happened. And what we were just talking about, like work, life, whatever, we're going into blood panels of what was the the next, the the levels that you got checked and what were they like and how are you feeling and all this stuff. And Rich was in shock. He was like, Afterwards, he said to Abby and then to me later on, I, I love your friendship so much. Like all of you just are able to cut out all the, the BS, small cut talk. The crap. And, yeah. Yeah. You just are, you show up for each other and you have those conversations, no matter where you are, <laughs> surrounded by his whole family, like talking about my blood battle, like <laughs> just important stuff. Cause you know, you need, I needed to, I needed to have that conversation, I guess, more than I, I thought I did. And you know, people I, who understand who have been right yeah. exactly exactly and it's just what a gift what a gift mm-hmm. that that is for sure and I keep as we're talking I keep thinking in my head about you know what if, what about the the person who's sitting here listening to us and being like I want this so bad mm. but I don't have that in my life right now and what do we say to that and what I would say is, you know, being someone, again, I didn't, we both, it took a long time, unfortunately, to have this. I, I would love to to know how, what would have happened if, you know, uh, I had this type of friendship when I was younger. And I know my, like I said, like my mom, my grandparents took that role. And that's why I'm so excited now that I have two sisters from my husband's sister and my brother's wife, Kayla and Catherine, because they're built-in female friends. They keep, they're not going anywhere. So they can't I run. So excited my whole life that for for I was like, I really hope the person I marry has a sister and that we could be best friends. And you know, like like she, cause she won't go anywhere. She can't leave. Cause even if she wants to, she can't. And same with Kayla. And like they're both so wonderful. But what I would say to you is just trust in the divine timing of everything. And I know that might be like a oh, oh, place like hush, but but seriously, <laughs> because I don't think that 12 year old Jillian could, could have handled it. You know, I, I don't know. I don't think I was ready in that moment either to, to receive, to be seen like this and to be loved like this. I think you need to, there's, there's parts that you need to then be okay in yourself to be able to accept that kind of love and accept that kind of friendship into your life. I think my college friends have re- really helped especially you know that we've all come to still our our friends now they they have helped me so much to come out of out of my shell and pull that out of me whenever whenever I want to revert and you know I I will never I will literally always be grateful for you know the people that they're in your life even if they're only in for seasons or mm-hmm. however the case may be and maybe you know you might not see it now but a person in your life the friendship may may grow you will see it 
differently in a couple of years. If you would have asked me before doing this episode, if I had friends in high school, I probably would have said no, but because the way that I wanted friendship wasn't what I was receiving. I did have friends. I did have people to hang out with, but it just because it looked differently than what I was expecting or what I wanted. I felt like I was completely alone. So something I would say too, is just maybe shift your perspective, broaden what, what you think friendship is, and maybe be able to, to meet someone in a different, in a different light that maybe you weren't seeing before or let God in on that. You know, I, what I've also found is that you can't put people in the place in your life that God belongs. And that was another one of my hugest, hugest, my biggest problems growing up. And even hugest, I'm going to stay with that one, hugest problems. And it still is kind of is today. One singular friend or person cannot be your end all be all. You Mm -hmm. cannot put that on them because they cannot absorb that they cannot take on that role for you because we're humans we're gonna make mistakes we're gonna do stuff that upsets one another it's bound to happen because we're human but god is the 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 only person that you can truly truly rely on and be that and that end all be all spot in your life is god's and when you put people on that pedestal and you put people on in that spot that god needs to be in your life that is when, for me, I have seen the most heartache and the most disappointment because I held this person up too high and inevitably was hurt. Mm-hmm. But, and it wasn't their fault. It wasn't. And it took me so long to understand that a lot of it had to come with my own work. I had to do my own work to see why I was craving that, what I was lacking in my own life or the, the self-love I needed to have first and show up for myself before I was able to do that for other people. You know, if you, if you feel alone, maybe start doing some inner work for yourself. Take account of places in your life that maybe you need some healing or you need to love yourself more. And then maybe by doing that, you will attract that kind of energy and friendship from, from others. But does that make any sense? Yeah. I thought that was, that was kind of long-winded. <laughs> no, 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 that was lovely. Thank you. Yeah. I think that's great advice. Um, I will say, you know, we talk about how God uses your friends and God uses people in your life. If you are somebody who's like, I have friends, we can't talk about faith or I have friends, but they don't understand. They don't get it. I get that. That's okay. They don't need to. (laughs) You do. And they get you. And as long as that's the truth, then that's the truth. Then that's fine. I have many not to brag but i have more than one friend uh <laughs> pretty popular pretty popular <laughs> a lot of my friends have different ideologies have different faiths have different perspectives on what it looks like to be a spiritual person what it looks like to be a christian what it looks like to be a catholic what it looks like to be a human the variety is what helped me grow in my faith. Mm, yeah. Because the advice that Jilly gives me is not going to be the same advice that my other friend might give me. Or that isn't going to be, you know, that friend who's who would call themselves spiritual but not religious, right? That advice is going to be completely different than the vi- advice my devout Catholic 
friend, like super devout Catholic friend might give me, which is going to be different from the advice my pseudo just like kind of like, hey, I'm, I'm just here living life, trying to be the best person I can be. All that advice is going to be completely different. And the way that they connect to God, to their spiritual life is going to only help me in the way that I'm going to connect with my spiritual life. So don't be afraid to ask, even if you're sitting here like, hey, I, my friends don't get it. They don't agree with me. That's good. <laughs> That's good. You don't want everybody to agree with every single thing you say 99.9% yeah. .9 of the time. That's not how you grow. How you grow is when you say, hey, this is what I think. What do you think? Can we talk about it? Can I learn something from you? Can you learn something from me? Can we learn something from this friendship that's going to make us stronger as individuals, which in turn is going to make the uh, friendship stronger. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great that. point. No, no, absolutely not. This is all important things to, to think about. I just keep picturing my younger self. If I would have told younger me that I would be in a position where I'm turning people away, that the friendship, <laughs> the friendship, friendship doors are closed, is left the station. I would be like, in what world are you in the position to turn away a friend? You met like, me and you were done. like, I don't need any more friends. <laughs> done. She's too much for me to handle. Yeah. She's absolutely. incredibly needy. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Stop it. Um, <laughs> I, I just hope that the person that's listening that is in that position or also you mean, Katie, you were saying that right now you're in a. a yeah, that person's like, you're, me. I'm yeah, lonely. You know, but the thing is, it, yes, you're you're lonely in that you don't have physical people in your in your vicinity that you can hang out with. Mm -hmm. But yeah. you have me, and you I have know. so many people joy. that love you. And um, oh shucks, this isn't Katie therapy. I want to be your friend. No, and it's not you because I have I'm picturing so many people. I've moved so much myself, mm -hmm. so a lot of my friends too. I don't see all the time. There's, I know. Finally, I have like my college uh, friends that now that I moved back to Philly where I went to school, I have all of them. And that has been such a godsend because moving again the, the fourth time, I was just, I, I couldn't, it, it's hard. Like you said, when you get older, like I couldn't even think about having to put myself out there again. Like it's just, especially when I've done it so many times and I have those people that are what I need. I don't need more of those, you know? Um, no. Yeah. But I just need somebody but, to get coffee with. As, if anybody right. is listening in the Ithaca area and you want to get coffee, that's all I want. Yeah. I'm not looking for any more bridesmaids. I'm already married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can make we, friends now because I'm not putting a wedding on. Right. So <laughs> it's, it is hard though when you're, when you're so community minded mm -hmm. and which Jake and I are, and I think you are too, Jill. Yeah. I think a lot of people are, especially in the Catholic world, because that's what we're raised in and what mm -hmm. we're raised on. It's hard to then be like, well, gonna go start my own community and then move somewhere where you don't know anyone, where you don't have anyone, where you don't really have outlets to like build that. And there are outlets. Mm -hmm. I just haven't found the right one yet. And that's okay. Right. But it is hard to be a community-minded person in a place where you're like, I know nobody. Mm -hmm. I'm starting from scratch. This kind of sucks. It is a little isolating. It is a little lonely. And so if you're going through that as well, I hear you. We'll be your friend. I'll be your yeah. friend. Yeah, I've I've gotten the long-distance friendship game down. 
Okay. Feels <laughs> the really train good. has stopped. I'm opening. You can, you can tuck and roll. She pulled Get the there. emergency brake a couple <laughs> yeah. years ago. All of this to say, be grateful for the the people that are in your life, both your chosen family mm-hmm. and actual family. Don't be afraid to put yourself out there to be vulnerable and make new friends if that if that's what it is that you are searching for or make new friends and keep the old one is silver and the other is gold (laughs) girl scouts of america love that i was in the girl scout i didn't know that was happening i thought you were i thought you were just saying something nice oh (laughs) i i wrote that i wrote that yeah i would have believed you (laughs) trademark katie delva um but yeah also, and I kind of said it before, and I, I think this is where I was kind of going, but then I kind of got sidetracked. I'll get better at this as we continue doing more podcasts. You're doing to great. Get to the point and not be as, as long winded. This but, is what editing's for. Um, I can't post. Yeah, true. Um, this is my turn to edit pe- people, so I'm sorry in advance if this <laughs> sounds bad. Um, but also, find the value in the silence. Find the value in, in in enjoying your own company. Once I was able to do that for myself, the game changed. It took a very long time, but the game, I am a delight, okay? No one is going to love me like I can. I Although sometimes I can be mean to myself, but I'm trying to be better at it. But you were given one body, one mind, one heart, one soul, and that's it. That's all you have in, your, in this life. Get in tune with yourself. Spend time with yourself. Take yourself on a date. I used to think that I would never be in a Panera or wherever by myself. And I I thought, what are people thinking? And what do I do? No, just be. Listen to pop a headphone in. Listen to our podcast. Take yourself on a little date or no podcast. Just be in the silence. But find things that, that fill you that you can do on your own time that type of self-care and that type of self-love is so important because the best friend you'll ever have is yourself because yourself's not getting anywhere going for away from you go to panera take self on date great anything else (laughs) love (laughs) love myself next episode Casey like I went to Panera and I found a friend this is Panera (laughs) we do have Panera in Ithaca we don't have a Starbucks but we have a Panera yeah, I love Panera. With on that note, we can wrap things up. We, we thought end in prayer. it would be nice to do a little prayer. The Holy Friendship Novena. This is part of the Holy Friendship Novena. It's not the whole thing. This is specifically to Saint Ignatius of Loyola and Saint Francis Xavier. So, if you want to pray with us, that would be great. Or if you want to turn us off, that's fine too. We don't like you that much anyway. That's not true. We love you. You're our best friend. <laughs> In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Holy Saint Ignatius of Loyola and Saint Francis Xavier, I implore your intercession, along with all the angels and saints in heaven, to pray for me and all those I love as friends. Pray we can elevate our relationships to holy heights as you did, by basing them in love of God and obedience to God. All in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. thank you all for joining us for our second episode i hope you have a wonderful week make good choices and most importantly happy groundhogs day (laughs) happy groundhogs day 
We love you, Phil. Give us an early spring, please. I'm cold. Goodbye, our friends. We'll see you next week. Bye.